That's right. Talking about practice on the way. We want to thank you for spending some of your evening with the nonsense it is we do around here. We also want to thank some of our underwriters. Big shout out to our friends over at Northern Star Mills. Serving the North Valley with farm, garden, and pet supplies since 1898. Northern Star Mills offers natural and organic soil amendments and fertilizers, as well as natural and holistic pet supplies. Northern Star Mills is located in downtown Chico, across from Bidwell Mansion. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to get into. So, with no further ado, Stepman Brad, hit me! We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice, man. You know the drill. Talking about practice. Chico's only locally produced sports talk radio show. Back at it. I'm your co-host, Jarrell Gilbert. Joining me as always, partner in crime, co-creator of the show, Derek Isomaki. Yo, what's good, party people? And of course, we've got the Jewish cowboy riding with us today, Statman Brad. Yeah! Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, mother. All right. I did just watch Die Hard uh, the other day, though. Did you? Great yeah, Christmas yeah. movie. I mean, it, I guess it can find. It happened during Christmas. It's yes. fine. Yes. Um, but still, just a classic movie, nonetheless. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's a great well, not, action. Not the biggest fan of the uh, um, sequels, but... The second one was fun. I yeah. like them all. Yeah. They I mean, they're ridiculous, but yeah, it's a big, dumb action movie. No doubt. Honestly, I think I'd rather take the Rambo series over Die Hard, though. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I really like Rambo. Rambo, for me, was... Uh, I don't know, you know, that and the Alien series. I'll take the Alien series over. Is it over. bad that I've never seen a Rambo movie? Never. Yeah. I take that as a bad, yeah. It's disappointing, yeah. Okay. sad to hear. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, that, hmm. Yeah. What? Never huh. seen one. Tells me a lot about you, honestly. I feel like you should have already have known you this. Seen, have you seen Balbo, Rocky, though, at least? Yeah, all, all of them. Okay. All of them. All right. Okay, so you're not like anti-Sylvester Stallone. No. I've seen all his work. Even the stuff before acting. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Just, <laughs> hey, now. Uh, yes. All right, yeah. Okay. That's right. There we go. Stallone had a brief uh, porn career. Porn Wait, career. he yeah. did? Yeah. yeah. Had no clue about that one. Actually, Kevin happens to a lot of the actors in the in the game. Hmm. Mm. Got to start somewhere. The Hollywood execs are all freaky. All right? Harvey oh, Weinstein uh, is <laughs> the tip of the iceberg. Tricky dicky. All right? I'm just saying. 
All right, we got a big show. We got baseballs back. We got to talk about some F1. Oh, we're going to talk about Masters and Tiger being back, but not all the way back and playing injured. So Aaron's going to join us for that. And uh, big shouts to our boy, John Lucan, who always says Tiger's back. He he really walked that back this, uh, oh, this weekend, though. Very I really um, I went after him yeah. um, after Tiger posted that lackluster, pathetic score, uh, you know. And um, he was like, yeah, who cares about Tiger? And I was like, wow, what a way to turn your back on the guy that you've been propping up on our ears for the past two yeah. years, you know. Um, Tiger, Tiger probably should just, you know, should have stayed dead, honestly. Probably should have died in that accident, so we never have to worry about it again, you know. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I think that might be one of the hottest takes you've ever had. I mean, it, great, it, was, it was all a self-inflicted wound, was it not? It was. And he could have killed someone. That's yeah. right. Very easily. When Very. he was under the influence and drove off a cliff. Uh, and they were like, oh my god. I think he drove into a cliff. It was a hillside, actually. He wasn't he was on top of the hillside? No, no, he, he drove into the hillside. So he was below the hill. Yeah. He was on the bottom of the hill. Either way, um, still, okay, fine. We're just saying allegedly under the influence, but okay, you know. It's, it's, he greased a lot of I don't a lot even, of wheels. I don't even saying. know if that's alleged necessarily because there's no reports about it. So we I, okay, fine. Allegedly speaking means that we've heard through the rumor mills, and I think that, you know, he was driving erratically. Again, in a self-inflicted situation. And then we want to say, like, oh, this guy went through, you know, hell and high water to come back. And it's like, eh. I mean, he did, but again, yeah, self, self-inflicted wounds. Self-inflicted wounds, wounds yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll the guy's kind that. of a deviant. Good for you, you know? for fixing up your own mistakes. Yeah. You came back, Well, right? apparently. You shot yourself in the foot, and you healed yourself. Congratulations. Let's go, Burris. I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, someone shot you in the foot, and you came back. No, you did it to yourself. Can you hit me with the grinds my gears when you get a chance? You ready for it? Yep. You know what really grinds my gears? Paywalls. Mmm. Yeah. Let me just read the article, man. I mean, I get why they're, they're trying to get money out of everybody. I get it. Yeah, but you know. They'll get advertising. That's not my job. Then, uh, you know what? Don't have it on the internet then, you know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If I can't look it on there, then why should it? Yeah. No. Well, I'm not going to pay money unless I'm going to read your articles often. Yeah. At which true. point I would just subscribe. No big deal. But if I'm just searching because I'm trying to get some information to and doing brad's job to validate or um i could have already told you there is no toxicology reports or any reports that he was under the influence i've already done that research wow you mm. you we did too, we did we did talk about this last week I yeah believe. and he and yeah and i did but the um again I, I did mention the fact that uh he yeah no statement ever came out from the the sheriff's department mm-hmm. definitely doesn't look like he drove into a cliff either it definitely looks like he drove off off a cliff yeah a cliff. i feel like off a cliff seems a little bit more hazardous well than into one the car looked like he ran into it. <laughs> it's rolled over, my man. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> rolled his yeah. car. This is called looking at Google. Yeah. This has got to yeah. be fascinating radio for everyone out there. <laughs> Are you sure that's the actual the crash that we're talking about? Are you happened? sure you know what you're talking about, Stephanie? No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe do your job and do some research and get back to us if you think it's he rolled it off a cliff or into a cliff. Anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, Aaron apparently just said there's a way to get past paywalls by taking said link and putting it through archive.today. Oh. Well, would you look at that? Shouts to Aaron. Wow. Appreciate that. Coming in clutch right there. We appreciate that. Listening in the foreign country right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Foreign country of Utah. (laughs) Yeah. Utah. Very foreign to us over here in California, okay? Yeah. Um, The NBA regular season wrapped up yesterday. 
Um, and I want to get into the Frank Vogel firing and all that. But, Derek, you in particular, you used to... I wouldn't say you were the biggest NBA fan where you were, it was much must-watch TV every night. But you watched precious little this year, I would say, compared to almost any other year in the past. I could probably say, in total, I have watched maybe a half of basketball this entire season. Yeah. That sounds about right to me. I mean, it's been on my TVs in the background at at all my jobs, but when I turned around and actually paid attention to it, let's just say a half of basketball is being nice to me. And there's some personal reasons there. Obviously, the team you love, um, you don't love their superstar right now, or the team they constructed, being the Lakers and LeBron, so that's part of it. Big reason. But I think the NBA has a problem, and I do not want to do the whole let's fix the NBA show right now, because we're going to have all summer to complain and come up with creative things to talk about when um, it only baseball is going, right? Yes. So we'll have plenty of time to do that show. But I do want to mention just the fact that I think all these players getting DNPs is really hurting the, the product. And obviously injuries played a big part this season in particular, um, as they do every season, but it felt like this season in particular. And you got also have to understand that they crammed three NBA seasons into what would typically be a season and a half. Um, with COVID and pandemic and all that. So um, that definitely uh, created more injuries. And, you know, um, we had a lot of players out for contact tracing and protocols and whatever. But the fact of the matter is DNPs seem to be kind of the norm nowadays. And NBA games are freaking expensive. (laughs) 100%, yeah. And I think it's kind of killing the product. So, for example... Yesterday, and I'll, I'll get into my greater point about the playing game here, but yesterday I get home from San Francisco after going to the Giants game on Saturday, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, okay, dope, Boston and Memphis is about to play. Now, Boston has their entire starting lineup out there, and then I see that Jaw's not playing. Now, Memphis is a great team without him, but I wanted to watch Jaw play. Yes. So he just came back. I was tuned into that game. And before tip-off, I was like, that ah, I'm out, and just – Went somewhere else, watched a movie or a TV show, I can't remember, and then came back for the Warriors game later. But the bigger issue is in in person, I wanted to go see John Morant earlier this season. I was going to buy the tickets. And going from Chico to go see a game anywhere in the lower bowl, when you include parking or a hotel stay and gas, you're looking at $1,000 for two tickets if you don't want to be in the nosebleeds. And... That just seems like a ridiculous amount to pay, and you're asking your consumers for a lot when we don't know who's in the lineup till the day of. That is a very great point. I like that you're bringing that up right now because so many times uh, we like these players like, oh, you have to respect us and our bodies and whatnot. But it's like the reason why you're able to be put on these pedestals is because of the people in those stands and the people that are able to sit down at home and watch those games because you're out there on the court performing. You're only as valuable as what you put out there. And when you don't put that out there anymore, it sucks for everybody else. And granted, you, you take advantage of us because no matter what, we're suckers. We're going to come back for it no matter what. We're going to turn on the TV. And for you know, granted, like for you, the casual fan who wanted to see Jaw, you're going to turn it off. For the, the regular Memphis fan, he's going to watch it no matter what. Like, oh, I'm going to be there. And the fan that paid for the ticket, he's going to say he's not going to leave. He's right. going to stay there and sit there and, and, and suffer through not being able to see Jaw and pay the ridiculous amounts you have to pay for your food, for your beverages, for everything, all the accoutrement you want when it comes to going to that game. And it is 
bogus that these owners, not just in the NBA, in all sports in general, we were talking about it last week right now. We're going to get into this. This point's going to get very big, but I like where we're headed right now in terms of we're bashing the ownership and the way that the <laughs> NBA, and not just the NBA, every professional, especially in America, the way they treat us as fans. And looking at you right now in particular with news of the Buffalo Stadium that happened in the NFL, yes. where the city of Buffalo is for, footing more than half of the bill, half of the bill for the stadium. For billionaires, for billionaires, for yes, his his fantasy league. Yeah. that's what they're doing. They're footing the bill for these. Now, if I were to foot the bill for team, that's certain. There's certain things I, I would expect to either get free tickets every single time I go, right. and I want concessions at the ridiculously cheap rate. But no, that doesn't happen. You get jacked every single which way on your taxes. And then when you go to the stadium, on everything else that you pay for. So if you're gonna make teams pay for this type of stuff, you should at least be able to have some type of discount something bare minimum to respect the people that are in your area paying for the stadium that you could flip from your own pocket but no they make the city pay for it because they're cheap bastards yeah and i think in general you know their their ownership across sports has lost touch they are so disconnected with the average fan um and obviously money being the primary reason but it seems just utterly ridiculous to me that you're going to be charging $300 in the upper lower bowl, right, for a, a w regular season Warriors game if people are just going to get DMPs for rest. Yeah. And you know, you're not even getting the best product out there. That's the thing, too. You're not getting the best product out there because you're not seeing these players who are the right. stars of the show play because they want to win in the playoffs or prolong their, their team. It's fine you have to find a common ground of like these guys have to play every single game if they can right and to far, help these fans out far too often we put it on the players well you know back in the day the players used to play all 82 and da da da, da. and it's like you know we blame player empowerment but has ownership if ownership would just concede this hey let's have a shorter regular season it could be the same length as far as time but let's spread these games out because what we can't have is these nationally televised games when players aren't starting because of rest when you have these games you know that people are oftentimes buying tickets to way in advance because they want to see their favorite player or the favorite team they love to hate come to town and LeBron sitting because of rest or Anthony well Anthony Davis is a different story he's been just chronically injured all season but the point being is there it's as if the fan no longer matters at all and unfortunately they kind of don't yeah I mean basically because no matter what we're going to be there like, we've, we're pretty much the, the battered wife syndrome at this point in time. Right. You know, they beat us around, toss us, don't care. You know, and we still come back for it every single year. Because that's fandom right there. Right. We're fanatics, you know, yeah. no matter what. I mean, I haven't, not willing to do that amount. But, like, for the most people, they are. Because you do want to see that. And everything is always better in person. The product, mm -hmm. no matter what that experience, you want to have that moment in time where you're in the arena, being able to watch that great game in, in person. There's something very visceral about that. Yes. And you, to be able to experience that is a hell of a lot of fun. And if, even if you do decide to back off and not go to the games or not buy the tickets, there's always somebody in line that's going to take over that spot for you, which is it's ridiculous to see, to your guys' point, it's a cycle all these fans are going through. Yeah, and I mean, basically, the fan gets screwed at every angle, 
And it's our own fault at the same time because, like you said, we just keep going back. And again, to your greater point, it would be nice if the, if the ownership just said, you know what, let's cut down 10 games. You know, 10 games from the season, 72-game season right now. All right? 72-game season, you spread it out a little bit more. Hopefully you can avoid injuries because you don't have – a Jokic playing six games and nine nights like you did earlier this season. You're not going to wear your players down. Hopefully there's less incentive to rest your star players. But if you look at what the Brooklyn Nets did with the regular season, they basically made a mockery of it. And again, own doing, Kyrie not getting a shot and um, all of that kind of stuff going on as well. But what does a regular season matter when the Brooklyn Nets – can have these play-in games that we all think they're going to win and still get the seven seed when they could have been they didn't they didn't care about the regular season. So how can your consumer base give a damn about the regular season when your own players don't care? I definitely think we need to find a way to make the regular season count for a lot more. Like we we do have it where like all oh, you know you have the play-in games and whatnot, but there definitely has to be more of the factor that these games, each one of them should matter. And that's something I, I'm going to allude again to my love of football right now in, in Europe in the way they do soccer, where every single one of those games in that regular season matters to the most. And you cannot sit your players unless you have to. Like, I, mm. this guy's hurt. He's, he's going to die if I put him out there. Right. The right. idea of being able to sit there because you're resting, because, like, oh, I can, I, we can afford to lose this game. Essentially, when you're resting your players, you're saying, oh, we can lose this game. We don't need you. If you lose it, that's fine. I want to save you around. And the fact that you can have that mentality in the regular season, like, yeah, this game doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, that is, that, you got to find a way to remedy that situation where it's, you know, every one of those games you go out there, I get it. You're not going to be able to win them all. But at least have that desire. At least have that intent. At least put forth the effort to try to win. Right. And not saying that when the players go out there, they're not trying to win. But you're not putting out their best roster. So, you're obviously, you're not trying your hardest to win. You don't have your best roster out there. Yeah. And I do think that the the NBA, like I said, there, this is a big problem. I do think that if if the owners were to concede, let's give up ten games. That's five home games. I don't think that's the biggest of deals. They're all super wealthy. They can afford to give up a little bit for the product on the back end. Not to mention they're about to sign another giant. Um, live rights deal, I believe in two years, the money's just going up and up and up. There's more contenders for that. So why not make the product on the floor better by making less uh, regular season games, spreading it out, and then, oh, there we go. Phone just dropped. That's what you just heard in the background if you're listening. <laughs> if you're watching ID Live, you're going to have a little shakeup. Yeah, soon. right. Yeah. Three, uh, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Way to call it. <laughs> but um, I do think that you can make this product a lot better for your consumers by cutting back some of the games, spreading it out over a longer period of time. I'm okay with the playing game because I do think less teams are trying to tank, but I think there still needs some tweaking because, again, you leave a team like the Nets, you leave them an opportunity to still get into the playoffs. When you leave a team like the Hawks, who decided not to show up to any of the games in the first half of the season, they still have a chance to get into the playoffs because of this play-in. And I just don't know that we're rewarding the right things. However, on the back end, if you do have a significant superstar on your team who gets injured, you still have a way to sneak into the playoffs on the back end of the season. So it is a give and take, but I think there's going to be more jockeying for positions if there's a smaller sample size. 
by math mathematically each game's going to count for a little bit more if you cut down 10 games a season that's 15 percent of the season you're getting rid of and unfortunately that's never going to happen because owners never like to give up games they only want that's more right. games they and that's the thing they always say oh we, they love to try to say that we they want to help out their players and give them the you know, right. best opportunity but they what they want to do is add on mo more games one of their solutions i remember was having that that side tournament hustle you know where it's like oh hey we're gonna have a tournament inside the tournament you know and it's right. like uh, more games is not the answer right now for us, I feel. Because you're, you're not putting out the best product in your games you already have right now. Right. So it just, that clearly shows you don't have the ability to put out 82 games consistently. Stop doing it. Right. And we as consumers would be happier for that, I feel. Because, you again, you know that, all right, I got these games to be able to go to. And I'm going to be able to guarantee to see if he's not as long as he hasn't blown out his knee or something. Right. You hope that doesn't happen. I'm going to be able to see my star player. Yep. So I'm right there with you. I feel you 100%. I wish I could disagree with you, make it a little more interesting. But, you know, <laughs> I, I can't help myself. When I when you want to bash on the ownership, I'm right there with you. All right. Appreciate it. Um, speaking of bashing on ownership, uh, Frank Vogel gets fired by Adrian Wojnarowski. Mm, that's a Woj bomb that you don't want to get landed on, you know? Yeah, that's a bad one right there. Woj tweets out yesterday that Frank Vogel had coached his last game. When Frank Vogel was asked about this in the post-game presser, he said, they haven't told me bleep. Did, did he actually say Coach's last game or his last game as a Laker? Because I feel like Coach's last game, that feels very ominous. As a ominous. Laker. Because oh, I feel like very ominous. Like, Frank's about to die tonight. Yeah, guys, that's, right? a little, that's a little rough. Pit squad out on Frank Vogel. He's never coming back to the arena again. But this, this disastrous season for the Lakers, just I mean, this is just the perfect way to cap it off. I feel like for Frank Vogel, you had to expect it. You, oh, no be, you cannot be surprised by this moment in time right now. You knew it was 100%. You know, this, this was uh, this was writing on the wall well before the season ended. Yeah, agreed. So, agreed. Tough way to go though. That's that's a tough way to lose your job. You never want to find out through someone else that you got fired. Oh, that sucks so bad. There's no easy way to find mm -hmm. out, but you want to find out from the people who hired you. Yeah, at least get that like. Give me the shot my head off first, you know? Yeah. Don't stab me in the stomach. Yeah, exactly. You know, like don't just, watch me bleed no, out. No, I don't want to. No, I just no want to No public execution. No. Let's just clean. Straight to the dome, all yeah. right? Yeah. I'm fine with the text message. I'll, that's fine. As long as it's direct to from, me. Yeah, I don't, I don't rip the band-aid off quick and Yeah, painless, let's go. You know? Yeah, I'm let's all for go. it. Yeah, bad news first. Yeah. Then, then tell me something else after. Yeah, I also don't love the idea of calling me into your office just to tell me I'm fired. That's always rough, too. Like, it sucks for me because when I got let go from my job, uh, I had to drive into my job, which is like an, a 45 minute to an hour drive just to, just to get fired. Yeah. Just to get fired. It was, um, yeah, that was a little rough. Yeah. And like, I heard about the firings throughout the day too. Like people are like, oh man, they're dropping like flies over here. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't think I was in trouble because I thought I was a pretty good employee. Sure. Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got the, and I got it. Yeah. Sat down on my desk before I could even like log onto my computer, sat down. Hey, come with me, Derek. Oh, Damn. Yeah, I know where this is headed. <laughs> All right. As I walk to my, my execution, I thank you. Yeah. But no, I really don't. Why'd you make me drive out here? Oh, man. We will talk playoffs next week. I don't want to get do too much of a playoff preview because we don't even know who's in with the play-in games. I do know Luca got hurt yesterday. We still don't know the extent of that, but that definitely... Well, at least know who the one seeds are, right? We got the Suns as the one seed. Yeah, yeah. Suns in Miami in both conferences. Um Warriors end up finishing the season. Uh, Miami is the Eastern Conference champ. Mm -hmm. Damn. All right. Yep. Good on them. Yeah. They played really well this season. Um, I remember despite hearing all their injuries. I was going to say, I remember uh, on IG a lot of the uh, the spat happening between, um, I saw Jimmy Butler. Jimmy yep. Buckets wanted to fight. Uh, 
Why can't I think of the uh, uh, Mike Spolstra? Right? Is that his name? Spolstra. Spolstra. Talking about the coach? Yeah. yeah. Is it Mike, Mike Spolstra. Mike Spolstra. Okay. It's not Mike. Is it not Mike? What's his name? What's his first Why name? Why am I drawing a blank? It is Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he, yeah, I love how how confident. He was so confident that you said I was like, oh, that sounds about right. Yeah. I, mean, I got the last name right. Yeah. So that was the important Spo. thing. But it's Mike, a very basic name. Michael, Eric. They're <laughs> interchangeable people, I feel. Sorry to all the Michael and Eric's out there right now. But you're, you kind of have interchangeable names. You're all the same to yeah. Derek. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about um, Brad's I, favorite sport. Baseball! Baseball is back, Back, baby! baby. Woo! We didn't even think we were going to have a season, yet here we are. I got to go check out the Giants. One loss of the weekend against the Marlins. You've already gone to a game. Yeah, I have to. I was excited for it coming back, man. Um, I got to catch it on just a perfect day. 80 degrees, no wind in San Francisco. Whole weekend, like, it was shorts weather at nighttime. We had all all the wind up here, apparently. Yeah, Yeah. unbelievable. I don't, you know the world is backwards and climate change is wilding when there's, it's windy and uh, brisk here and nice and warm in San Francisco. Hey, you got the, it's like the one day you guys get a year down there. Yeah, well, we'll take it. I'm glad you're able to experience that. Uh, But baseball is back. Um, Opening weekend was exciting to have it back. Your Dodgers start the season one and two. Giants two and uh, two and one. Um, Obviously, the Dodgers, even though they are plus five hundred and by far and away the Vegas odds on favorite to win the World Series, um, they're pitching a little lackluster. Um, Yeah, yeah, a little little start off right now, and uh, there's a lot of good teams out there. A lot of good teams right now. A lot of teams vying for it. AL is stacked right now with the amount of teams that could stacked. buy. Stacked, stacked. I'm, I'm, I am. This is gonna be an interesting year, just because of the talent that is around the league is, uh, is really exciting. I'm sad that Brad's not gonna be able to enjoy it all because, yeah. you know, he's taking his uh, his personal stance against it. Right. Which, you know, hey, uh, more power to you, buddy. But I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it because this season Agreed. looks spectacular. And we have a lot to get excited. I, I mean, I'm excited about, but I'm also very nervous because as a Dodger fan, I know what happens to us. We always fail. So I'm just I'm mentally preparing myself for that moment in time where we don't even make the playoffs. Yeah, from the distance, I'll still be kind of just checking in to see how the Dodgers are doing and the Giants. Just like, good. Dodgers, so for those Dodgers of you, are losing. Those of you not familiar with the backstory here, uh, Brad has decided to take a personal strike against baseball which will end up doing absolutely nothing but saving he, me money. It'll save Brad some money and some time and some heartache. Um, but he's also depriving himself of his favorite sport to take a morality stance. Against Rob Manfred. Ma- yeah. And, and, and the league, disgrace of a man that yeah. he is. Yeah. What league. is your respect level for Rob Manfred? Oh, negative three. Negative three. What negative about coachability? Three. Coachability in A. What about uh, not even available on that what, one? What about fun ability? Uh, I'm gonna go negative 100. Wow. He has no fun. Yeah, zero. zero he has zero less, fun. Less than zero respect for Rob Manfred, which is why our man Statman Brad is taking a personal break from Major League. Baseball. Well, yeah, sure yeah Major League Baseball. I'm, pretty- I, I'm going to plan to go to some uh, River Cats games and some college games, but outside that, because mm-hmm. they're not a part of the union, they need to get paid. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Rob Manfred's our first to the guillotine when we go through a reign of terror. Oh, yeah, I that's think, right. I think he might be my, we do have my, to bring my first that one. Yeah, reign of terror. To, yeah, he goes no. through. Yeah. He, uh, I'm willing to put his head in the basket first. Can we just put, it in, put him in now? 
I mean, the rain and terror hasn't started yet. But yeah, yeah, but when we start, yeah, the rain when we and start it, yeah, for yeah. sure. He'll first be, one, first one. First one. Thank first you. One That's all yeah. I ask. Yeah, he'll be the uh, he'll he'll pop that cherry. Good. He'll Good. be bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find uh, uh, Acuna Junior's um, comments about Freddie Freeman interesting in any way, shape, or form? Scared me. It really did. Just because uh, Freddie Freeman, big signing for us. I will say, I don't think we spent a ton of money on the guy. I think we got him at a, a pretty reasonable rate. He's still pretty good. But, like, you don't want to hear of a guy being a stiff. I want my team yeah. to be fun. I want them to be happy, go, kind of have a happy-go-lucky. But this team is very driven in the fact that they're all winners. They've been to the playoffs consistently. He does know how to win, Freddie Freeman. He's a quality, outstanding bat. But uh, I, I've always uh, Plus, I really hate organizations that are like that what the Atlanta Braves are and what they're trying to do in this whole, like what the Bra- the Yankees do with the no beards on their players and the, like they so, do the teams playing like no eye black and like, Oh, it's like, just let them play baseball. Have fun out there. So Freddie Freeman um, is uh captain straight edge apparently. And is carrying on the tradition of don't wear your shades over the, the, over logo. the Braves logo. Don't wear eye black. According to Ronald Acuna Jr., he walked up to him and rubbed the eye black off of his face, uh, saying, "We don't do that here." Yeah. Um, and he's just towing the company line, and no one, no one likes, likes that. that guy. No, I don't like In that guy. In any workplace, no. let alone sports, where you should be having some fun. And baseball, of all the major sports, is by far kind of traditionally the most immature. Brings draws out the most immature guys, I would say. Well, it's very retaliatory. Well, granted, every sport uh, for the most part is very everyone's a tit for tat type of situation, but baseball more so than ever. And it's all like, oh, understated, like just just put it out there. That's the thing, it's very passive aggressive in baseball. Mm-hmm. That's what makes baseball annoying. It's like, oh, oh, you hit my guy. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna throw it now. The throwing back and forth, yeah. the, the dugout's always coming out for just pushing contests. There are always just certain things that just do kind of irk me in, in the way that they handle their. That game, yeah, and and that made sense for like the '90s and beyond, but not not today's game. Today's game has not changed the way that the fans are wanting to watch. Back then, the '90s, '80s, '70s, like they wanted to watch that classic game. It's not that way anymore. And I mean, you look at what uh, Freddie Freeman grew grew in with the Chipper Jones era. So he had Chipper Jones as mentor, but he never really evolved from that. Unfortunately, very true. Very yeah. A, well, a and baseball, point. I think above any other sport, really tries to scrub the personalities from their sport, right? I mean, the whole don't wear earrings thing, uh, you're talking about the Yankees don't... No don't, beards on no there. No beards, yeah. but I think nowadays we do want to see a little flash. Let's face it, baseball is kind of a boring sport. It is a boring sport. It's slow. It, it takes some time. You do... The younger generation wants to see some flash. They want to see bat flips. They want to see dudes... You know, pumping their, uh, beating their chest as they round third on the way into a home run. The younger generation does want that, and baseball, time and time again, tries to scrub that out of their players. And I, I will say that I feel like they have, in the past couple of years, getting on that that trying to eliminate that roughness around the edges and giving their players a little bit more freedom. Uh, you are seeing like the, the bat flips are kind of taking off. You're seeing the, the pitchers with a little more emotion when they strike out guys, uh, which is, you know, again, give us that edge right there. Give us that. The emotion is what carries this game right now, having that edge in there, making people care about the game and get angry, even if they are angry. That's good. That's good for your game. They're more invested into it right now. You want to see that guy who just flipped off, flipped the bat and showed off your pitcher. You want him to strike out the next time he comes up. You want him to fumble around the bases or drop the ball when it comes to him. So that really does. That only entices the fans even more. So uh, 
lighten up. And then when that scared me a lot when I heard about, about Freddie Freeman. I want the guy to be good. I hope for the best. But like when I heard he was like, like I said, that company guy, I was like, ugh. Um, luckily, I know the Dodgers. Are, we're not. I mean, we're they're, we're winners in, in the Dodgers organization, but we're not the don't wear the eye black, don't have the no beards, the, the uh, glasses over the logo. Yeah, we're not that organization. Right. But knowing that he was that guy, like hopefully he can kind of come in here and just maybe loosen up a little bit. You know, he's not granted. Also, too, he's coming into the clubhouse where he's not like the leader in that clubhouse. Right. He's not the guy. We have guys already in that clubhouse that have been doing so for quite some time. But again, that wasn't um, it wasn't the nicest thing to hear from Acuna because that team, they're good. And you want your guys be, to be fun. Yeah, exactly. I want my guys to have be good. Yeah. That that makes me like them more. Right, hundred percent. All right, real quick, um, Vegas odds as of Wednesday for teams to win the World Series. So this is your future odds for teams to win the World Series. Dodgers, plus 500, followed up by Toronto, plus 800. Astros and White Sox, both at plus 1,000. Braves at plus 1,200. If you're wondering how the local heroes are doing, Giants, plus 2,500 to win the World Series. So, there you have it. No respect for you guys again. Yeah. Wow. little baseball talk for, for you guys, namely for Brad. Thanks. You're welcome. We're going to do it every week now. Yeah. I know. I know. Absolutely. This is going to be a rough year. I'm but, in it, know. man. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I, 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 I was excited for baseball to be back. It's nice to have it back. Mm. Being able to, like, so I'm not going to lie, being able to go to the games that we did uh, last year, it's like reinvigorated me a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Being able to go to live baseball games always makes me feel better, especially when I'm wearing my Dodger blue in Giant Stadium, it makes me feel. Ugh. It makes me feel so happy. Uh, it run down in person. Oh my god! Oh, that's right. You did see that game. Yeah. That was a spectacular game. Yeah. I was twelve uh, strikeouts. I was a little jealous. Pure of that gas. Signing. I yeah. mean, his curveball, just just disgusting. So, uh, it was a great time. Welcome back, baseball. We're going to talk about you all season now that Brad can't. <sighs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. This is talking about practice. Right here on FM 90.1 KZFR Chico. We are people-powered community radio for the Sacramento Valley, the foothills, and beyond. We want to give a shout-out to our friends and contributors and buy pancakes for chat on Easter Sunday, April 17th at the Card Center on Valambrosia Ave. Open from 8 a.m. till noon. There'll be whole wheat or corn pancakes, maple syrup, scrambled eggs, and more. And most of it, organic. So there you go. Be healthy, sustainable, all that. The Easter egg hunt is at 1030. There's also a silent auction. Details at Pancakes for Chat on Facebook. I like how it says most of it. (laughs) Most of it. Most of it's organic. Most of it's organic. All right. (laughs) Hey, mostly healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it's organic, it's not, it's not like it's not. I know how much healthier organic is for you than non-organic. I know how much more expensive it is. That too. Yeah. Is it Just worth- give me the GMOs at this point. Like, who's trying to live till 90 anymore? I'd rather get out of here quicker than... You know, I saw my grandparents that's... do it, and let me tell you, the end of it does not look that dope. <laughs> <laughs> it just does not seem Well, dope. that's why you don't have the GMOs, you know? So you don't get to that point in time. Or maybe you just take them all right now so you just die earlier. That's what I'm saying. Give me all the GMOs. But weren't they all raising the GMOs too? So they had it. So they still lived till 90 and they just had a That's bad true. time. With it. So maybe we, if we don't have it, we'll live till 90 but not really that bad. Yeah, maybe it'll look great. Maybe we'll, we'll be like. All right, maybe switch up and go Maybe all we just organic. found the way to living forever. My man. Hell yeah. Let's we go. did it. I mean, You're I'm welcome. Not gonna, I'm not going to do it. You're but, welcome, you know, people. We got you if you Yeah, if I'm you absolutely need it. not yeah. doing that. That yeah. sounds like a lot of work. 
It's like being a vegetarian sounds great in theory. I mean, does it though? No. Not no. I, mean, I like, like meat too no, much. Yeah, Bacon. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> he would. A little sausage action, yeah. Brats, actually. Oh, okay. All right, it's time for Derek <laughs> Samaki to catch you up with the events going on around the world. State area or the world. Breaking news, breaking news. Derek Samaki has breaking news. That is right, y'all. Time for the news. Now, I, for one, like dogs. Big fan of dogs. I think most people are fan of dogs. I feel like you have more of a chance of being a racist than you are of being against dogs at this point in time, you know? Like, 100%. You, you'll have more in common with people out there if you are a racist than you are if you don't like dogs. So, um, you can't like not like dogs. That's just That's a bad look. However, these dogs might be trying to kill you, y'all. I'm going to tell you. And it's in the way that we like to think that they're showing their love for us. But it's actually their way of saying, I'm trying to kill you. And that's by licking you to death. That's right. Those kisses, quote unquote, that your dog are giving you are actually spreading thousands upon millions of bacteria all over you. Why? Because dogs lick everything, guys. They really do. They really lick everything. And then when they lick you, they put that stuff all on you. And that is right. So they're saying that there is a very high percentage of E. coli strains in particular being found on your dog's tongue and when they lick your face. So careful out there, guys. Um, I would I'll say maybe don't let them lick the face. Avoid I would, the face. I would say that um, allowing your dog to lick your face is uh, strictly the domain of white folks. It does seem like something that uh, they, they truly do love that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, and... Um, it's something that you, do, you know, your dog, uh, Gucci, love Gucci. Uh, she's a licker. She's no. a, she is a, a straight up licker. I don't allow it over and, here. And she will not stop. Really. She, she'll lick. No. And um, it's a bit aggressive sometimes. And if she, you, you shove her off, she kind of gets a little hurt. And it's like, I don't want to hurt you, but like, stop it. Yeah. Way too You got to let her know. You got to let her know. Uh, Dominus, I, I mean, I want to like, I want to lick you, but no, that would be worse for me. I feel, you know, like <laughs> that would not, what? that would not exactly. I want to be like, oh, let me lick you now because like you want to. No, that's I not, think that would encourage it. I though. think so. Exactly. That's why it would not be a good teaching moment. No. And I'd be licking a dog's furry body, and that does not sound appealing in whatsoever. Okay. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it if you didn't. Lick yeah, I wouldn't. I never. I never. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, that's, I that's, think babysitting uh, privileges would be taken. No, it's pretty hard to get a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> so do whatever yeah, you want to the dog. Take what you can get with me, okay? All right? <laughs> There's a line I have, okay? And licking's not it, okay? You can push it there. <laughs> you can push it. Good to know. Uh, so careful out there with your dogs, guys. I know we love them. You do. I love my dog, too. But lick everything but your face. And maybe, like, if you do get licked, wash it off. And maybe when you're handling your dog, try to avoid it bringing it into places where um, people eat. That's that's also kind of disgusting. I, I get it. Dogs are great, and you want to have them with you everywhere. But in small, confined places, your dog's filthy. It really is. It's paws walking on the ground, and you have its paws on tables where people eat. Ugh, ugh. Slightly vile in my mind. And vile on that table. <laughs> so love your dogs, people. But, you know, yeah, respect the people else around you, okay? I don't want E. coli. 
All right, moving on. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, of all the things, E. coli. I don't know. Think, something that messes with me and, like, diarrhea and everything like that. Oh, take me off the list, please. Okay, we keep it moving, y'all. I know. I'm going to get better right now. This is, this is a doozy. Here we go. Now, losing a loved one is always tough. No matter what. But when that loved one is murdered, that's got to be even worse, right? Like, when your husband is murdered, oof. Especially, that's a tough way to go. Now, we're looking over at Jennifer Faith, where back in February, her husband was murdered in cold blood. She started a GoFundMe account to help pay for the funeral expenses that were coming her way and got around $70,000 from this GoFundMe. A nice little, nice little pocket right there for her. However, it comes around, and apparently Jennifer planned her husband's death and hired the man to kill him. Oh. What? And then decided to use said money she got from said GoFundMe to help pay for said dead husband's funeral, use it on mm. said killer mm. on lavish expenses mm. and trips. That's rough. So right now, Jennifer Faith is in custody, pleaded guilty to doing all this. That's a tough way to go, man. Like your, hus- your wife has it killed and then takes that money and spends it on the guy who killed you. That's love, y'all. From <laughs> the, 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 the man and the woman. Like she, that, she loved that guy so much, she just couldn't see him anymore. That's tough. That's a tough way to go. Well, Jennifer Faith, my man, you put your faith in the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll, we'll do one more for y'all because this one, all, we all need to hear this right now. When we're out there and we're attempting to pleasure our partner it's important to make sure that pleasure lasts as long as possible Hmm. and at times for guys it's hard to make that pleasure last longer than you want it to you want it to go on longer but your body says no it's it's pleasure's done all pleasured out if you want to make that pleasure last longer there's a new study that says that could help you make that pleasure go on longer than you're experiencing right now and that's by shocking your balls that is right. Apparently, using electroshock on your balls can help premature ejaculation up to 40% longer. What? Hmm. Wait, did it prevent it from happening? No, yeah. It, it, uh, 40% la- men last 40% longer after having the ball shocked. Wow. Yeah, I don't think they would want to work after being shocked. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, it's like, yeah. yo, you just put a little electricity for me on, and I ain't trying to do nothing. So there you go, guys. If you need help, just shock them, okay? Do you have to do it before the act, or do you have to do it like like, like it's an exercise? Uh, it's more like an exercise type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, therapy. doing this for yourself right now. You know, consult a, consult a ball professional. But do what you want at the same but, time. At the same point in time, yeah. Who am I to tell you what to do with your life? And if you if do you it. If you listen to me, you deserve whatever repercussions come from listening to me because I have no idea what I'm talking about. But if they do it enough, they might end up on a story on uh, your news segment. Maybe. And then so. be like, yo, this guy listened to me for too many times and. Look what happened to him. He's king of the world. That's what happens when you listen to me, guys. You could become. Lord of this earth. 
I don't know if you really want to last that long, though. End up, end up lasting All a few right, hours. let's move on. <laughs> That's the news, y'all. All right, very good. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's about this time every week we class up the show a bit and bring on our foreign correspondent to cover the sports that we didn't do a good enough job covering this weekend. And obviously, this past weekend, everyone was talking about Tiger, so we had to bring on Aaron. Aaron, hello. How's it going, guys? Going fantastic. Better than Tiger, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Dro asked me today, like, what are we talking about? And I was like, oh, I never will miss a chance to trash Tiger. But you know what? My heart kind of hurt for him when you guys were trashing him at the top of the show. Well, I it, mean. I don't feel like we were speaking facts out there, right? Like, I don't, I don't... It was more speculation, I feel, than it was trashing him. But your yeah. point withstanding, I, I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was not a good showing. Um, and it like I'm not gonna lie, at the end he was definitely limping. It was not a normal walk. Um, and it's just kind of sad to see like such a great man have such a fall from grace. But also, can I just say I I was like, he finished at plus thirteen. That's the worst on the day, right? Like that's the worst not the worst for the weekend. So Tiger Woods almost lost a leg a year ago, and people still finished worse than him. Yeah. So. I feel like those people yeah. should lose a leg, you know? Like, if you finish below Tiger, you should have to lose a leg right now. <laughs> like, 100%. You know? I yeah. absolutely agree. Yeah. Get rid of their legs. They they don't deserve to be there, for sure. Um, so, yeah, Tiger finishes uh, plus 13. Not a great showing. I, I mean, I I didn't look it up, but it probably is worst ever showing. Um, and, you know, the story of the weekend is Scotty Scheffler, who wins it all. The kid is 25 years old and has won four times this year and has won $10 million this year alone, <laughs> which is insane. Absolutely insane. Scotty Scheffler uh, Scheffler is 29 years old, 25 years old. Yeah. 25. That dude looks high. like he's 40. <laughs> like, he, he looks like he's, does. like, been golfing for years already. My goodness, that guy he, is 25, and he... Right? Like, look at him. He looks old. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. And he's he's kind of portly, too. He's a little... Kind of big. A little thick. You know? He's not one of those fit dudes, you know? <laughs> Which is, like, good, good for the rest of us, because, like, we need more golfers like that. I'm tired of, like, the fit golfers. Like, bring back the fat golfers. I want the John Daly's of the world to make a come up. Uh, maybe Sky Shepard yeah, could be well, that for me. And I think that's a really good point that you make because Scotty Shuffler, the last couple of days, his off the tee, he was very inaccurate, just really biffed a few shots, like into the bushes, couldn't find his golf ball. But where his game was at was his putting and then, um, you know, getting onto the greens. So it's, I think golf is going to be, I mean, they did lengthen some of these fairways. Some of these holes were the longest ever at Augusta. But, um, you know, I, the game of golf is really not in the, you know, the being able to drive it as far as you possibly can. Um, he, he looked like he was in some trouble the first few holes when he teed off and it just he literally couldn't find the ball, had to, to drop it. Um, so I think golf is a lot more exciting that way when it's not just these wild, crazy tees. 
I will say it was nice when the I feel like the golf course kind of won this weekend because of how tough it was. And I always like a tough golf course. I think that's uh, that was a win for Augusta out there uh, because let's face it, there weren't those crazy high scores out there. Uh, what does Scheffler win with a, a minus ten? Was his uh, for the overall the weekend? Yeah, minus ten. And he like tripled the uh, he like four putted the last hole. Yeah. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful way to end. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty spectacular. And uh, but yeah, it was great to watch him play this weekend. Never remember, never forget. I should say that this is the same golf course that changed their entire golf course because Tiger was absolutely dominating this golf course and making a mockery of the course, and so they had to change it up. Because you you would imagine that this is the course that Tiger's always found his most success, and. You imagine if they never change this course, he's probably already passed Jack by now, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's also true. But also, shout out to the portly uh, Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> right, man? Like, come on, Scotty Scheffler, way to go out there. Okay? I love a guy who looks like the everyman. Right, he looks like he just belongs on a couch, you know? On, <laughs> he looks like he's watching the Masters on Sunday on his couch instead of playing it, you know? It does We're, look like his daddy owns a yacht, though. Yeah, for sure. He he wears boat shoes. Yeah, his his dad is a partner at Goldman Sachs or something like that. I totally see him with the yeah. the white uh, the white sport coat, pushed up sleeves. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's Scotty Scheffler for that's, you, right he there. He definitely has a brother named Chad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Scotty and Chad right there. Yeah. Oh, Plus, he goes by Scotty too. Yeah. You're twenty five going by Scotty. Yeah. Is that like I don't know what? Well, what's Scotty you... Pippen still goes by Scotty, so you know. Yeah, okay, that's touche. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Good for Scotty. You got anything else for us on the Masters? That was it. It was a great weekend. I love golf. <laughs> well, Perfect. Well, Aaron's gonna stick oh, wait. around. Tiger's yes. not back, guys. Sorry. That's, that's what right. I should have closed with. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Tiger. Uh, Tiger's not back. Tiger's not back. Uh, John doesn't even care about Tiger anymore. I so did try good. to tell you guys, plus 163, take that for him to make the cut. The very next day he announced he was playing, and that went from plus 163 to minus 180. So if you listened to me last week, you made some money. He, he probably would have been better off if he didn't make the cut, honestly. Yeah, well. You know. I mean, he had to make the cut. He did have to make the yeah, cut, though. He had to make the cut. I mean, I think it would have been better, though, if he didn't make the cut. He would have been right at even, almost, plus one. Wouldn't have been a plus 13 you see out there. Yeah. Not to mention, you wouldn't have seen him. I, I, Aaron was talking about he was limping out there. Aaron, I'm not going to lie. I feel like he was, uh, he was exaggerating that limp a little bit. I feel like when he starts playing bad, he's just like, oh, oh now the leg hurts me a the little dude bit. He had like everyone a dis- feel bad for him. Yeah. He had like Again, a disintegrated tibia, bro. Self-inflicted disintegrated tibia. Okay. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron's going to stick around. We're bringing back the TVP Hall of Fame. And this week, we are giving you our nominees for the very worst in sports jerseys. So the ugliest jerseys of all time on this week's edition. Long-awaited edition. Bringing it back after all this time of the TBP Hall of Fame. A place reserved for unquestionable greatness. Title worthy for only the very elite. A prize many will vie for, but only one will win. 
each week. This is the TBP Hall of Fame. That's right, the TBP Hall of Fame is back. We are breaking down the ugliest sports jerseys of all time. And so, Aaron, I'm going to start with you. I appreciate that very much. Um, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, ah, their Bumblebee striped yeah, jerseys. that's a good one. Those were vile. Ben Roethlisberger, put that vision in your brain. Ben Roethlisberger with that stupid striped jersey. I mean, the uniform was bad enough, but Ben Roethlisberger in that, it's awful. It's just, I mean, almost vomit-inducing how bad it is. It is awful. Agreed. Thank you for that. All right, next up, Brad. All right, I'm actually going to go to the 70s and 80s for hockey. The Vancouver Canucks jersey. Absolutely atrocious. Yeah, Brown, terrible. orange, and yellow. And it's not even a good sequence either. It's just a V on the neck and the pants and really awful socks. Mm. So Vancouver Canucks, 78 to 84. 70s, 80s had some rough, uh, rough, they did. rough, rough color schemes out there. Yeah, they yeah. tried. Agreed. All right, Derek? Uh, for me, I'm going with... I'm trying to find which one I think, but pretty much any of the NBA sleeved jerseys. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, yes. Take any one of those sleeved jerseys. I right, pick are... one though, just so we can put up the. Uh... All right, fine. I'll take the Warriors sleeve jerseys. Those ones had like with those like remember you had those stupid little shorts on that were like striped or whatever. Yeah. Those are yeah. disgusting. That was an awful uniform. Again, sleeved uniform uh, jerseys on an NBA uh, floor are awful. Should never happen. I want to see bare arms. Okay. okay. I want to see some skin. I like it. All right. Very good. I'm. I agree there. Um, I'm going to go with the neon colored um, color rush, the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. Neon green. That neon green, oh, that's pretty so awful. Bad. Yeah. It was so, so bad. bad. Just awful. So there you have it. We will uh, put it up on the poll, and we will allow our audience to vote. Aaron, great suggestion. That was my 1A, so I had to go over to 1B, and we'll see who wins in, uh, next week. Thank you. We appreciate having you on, and we'll catch up with you next week. Talk to you later, guys. Later, Aaron. All right, we have a whole lot to get to. Let's rapid fire this sucker. Let's start with the North State update. We're going to go without the intro real quick just okay. to get this going. So Chico State Baseball had one heck of a weekend. Yes, very big scoring, but unfortunately, they split against Cal State Dominguez Hills. They lo- they won 15 to eight, lost five to nine, lost six to seven, and then a big game on Sunday, 14 to 11 victory for Chico State. Currently, they're actually back one and a half games from the first place in the CCAA, playing against Cal State San Bernardino at Cal State Alcat ah, at San Bernardino this upcoming weekend. But a huge weekend coming up. April 29th through the 1st of May against Cal State Monterey Bay. They are leading in the CCAA by a game and a half over the Wildcats. So that'll be a uh, good game. And and they're at home. So check them out over there. And also, Chico State is currently number 13 in the nation for D2. So go Wildcats. There we go, boys. Uh, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was a rocky start in the beginning. They were kind of fluctuating, and they got back up to the 13th spot. I believe they were at number 14 in the beginning of the season, so All right. good for them. And the Chico State's Wildcats softball team is actually making a comeback after a rough start against Cal State San Marcos, hitting a five-game skid running into Cal State Dominguez Hills. 
They've been on a six-game win streak right now, and they're only a couple games back from the CCAA softball stand in the softball standings. So we'll see what happens. They just beat Cal State East Bay four games to nil with two series remaining against Cal State or Stanislaus State and Sonoma State. The last home game against Sonoma State, April 29th and 30th before they start the CCAA tournament. And that is your North State update. Thank you, sir. You want to do a quick F1 update, my friend? Yo, yo. <laughs> that went by quick. Yeah. That's how fast Zoom, baby. That's how you're going to do right there. Well, F1, y'all, we had ourselves a race over in Australia, and it was on Saturday night, actually, because they're land down under. They take place a day before us, essentially. They're time travelers down there in, in Australia. That's right. And they were able to experience that race in a spectacular fashion. Shout out to Charles Leclerc, who had himself a grand slam of a day. He won himself pole in qualifying, led every single lap of the race, and got himself the fastest lap in the race as well. The man took all 26 po- the top most 26 points home with him to give himself a nice little lead in the race for championship. Number one driver in the world. Now, Max Verstappen had himself a tough day as he was fighting for position against Charles Leclerc. Unfortunately, his car unable to hold up as he was forced to retire and unable to finish the race. A DNF for the man. Not good for his chances to repeat. But luckily for Red Bull... Checo Perez, the Mexican Minister of Defense, had himself a race and got himself a second-place finish. The podium rounded out by Mercedes' new number one driver, George Russell. That is right, pushing out the way of Lewis Hamilton right now. Lewis Hamilton being forced to give way to George Russell right now in Mercedes. That Mercedes car still has some issues. That Red Bull car, especially for Verstappen, needs to be on the way to be able to finish that race every single time. But at this point, Ferrari looks free and clear, especially Leclerc. Like he is the number one, and it's his title to lose as he has himself a nice cushion at the start of this early season to the Formula One. Love it. It's great. Can't wait. There Rob we go. The season's going to unravel. That was efficient, and I'm not going to make you do a whole foot mouth, but there was one particular game that really lived up to the hype. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the only one you have to talk about right now. Um, if you had to know, Liverpool, Man City, we talked about it last week. That was the game of the year, and it lived up to those expectations, as Giroud just said. It was a spectacular 2-2 draw in the Etihad in Manchester. As Liverpool came in there, had themselves a rough time. They looked like they, they, they held their own, no doubt. But Man City should have won that game. They should have gotten at least three goals in the first half. But no! They had himself a day in the post, did Allison as he made sure that not the ball that, the ball that should have gone in the back of the net did not. Looking at you, Sterling, you should have been able to put that ball in there. That yeah. was a terrible miss for you. But again, brilliant save by Allison in between the posts for Liverpool. He kept that team in it. Also, that defense too. Van Dyke can make guys out there look like children. It's disgusting how good of a defender he is and how massive a human being he is as well. But that being said, De Bruyne had himself a beautiful game in Manchester as he should have been able to gather, gather all three points if it wasn't for Riyad Mahrez's inability to put the ball in the back of the net on a brilliant last-minute effort for Manchester to almost give him the 3-2 victory. It wasn't meant to be. 
a one point each for both of those teams as this title race is still up for grabs. It makes it honestly better for us, the fans, as every one of these games that those teams are playing have to win. They cannot drop them. So when you're watching Manchester City and Liverpool, know that you're going to get the best from them because they know, they know it that they cannot drop any precious points for the remainder of the eight games they have left. This is going to be a fun end to the season, y'all. This was a great game, a fantastic way to see it back and forth battle, a team that truly was able to control the ball, but a team that put up a fantastic defense in Liverpool. This is going to be a fun end to the season, y'all. Fun end of the season. Now, I do have to give a shout-out as well to my boys, the Toffees, as they gave Manchester a beatdown 1-0. Manchester United took a heavy loss. Who also took a heavy loss? Cristiano Ronaldo, who got himself into some heap by slapping the phone out of an artistic Everton fan and then gave a half-assed apology to the boy, offering him a ticket to Manchester. He's an Everton fan. He doesn't want to go see you play in Manchester. He wants to play in Everton. He wants to see that team play. And they got themselves a vital three points to help save off relegation for the moment I'm still sweating though I'm still sweating on this team right now as it could happen the most unbearable thing thing that would make me really oh that would hurt so bad if we got relegated Everton but no positive thoughts only positive thoughts only great game great weekend for football all around as as the casual fans around the world I really felt it could see how great of a team how great of a sport football is when these two brilliant teams of Manchester City and Liverpool came together this is going to be a fun little matchup. And the FA Cup semifinal they're going to be facing with just got even tastier. That's foot in mouth, y'all. I don't know if you've actually said this stat yet or this fact yet, but the last time that Everton was relegated, 50s. 50s, yeah. yeah. We have, it has been. It's been a while. One of the run. longest teams in the, in the Premier League for the, one of the teams in the Premier League for the longest. So this would be a heavy, heavy blow to Evertonians everywhere if they do get relegated. It's an embarrassing, it's an embarrassing feat to happen to anybody. Especially but, a team like Everton. Yeah, but like a huge team like that. Yes. All right, that's the show. It's been real. <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. God, these jerseys are ugly. Game over, man. Game over. Next up, the show. Here it is. From deep inside your audio device of choice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been uh, a week. Other people have pointed this out. But I don't claim originality on that point. It's been a week since that thing happened at the Academy Awards. It may or may not. This program is going out before the Grammys. But uh, the thing may be um, be exceeded in... um, Ooh, look at that quality by something that happened to the Grammys. But one tends to doubt it. Again, it's not that often that somebody gets up and strikes somebody else at a live nationally televised award show. And, um, you know, people have been taking sides. There are some people who are in support of the slapper, or as I call him, slappy, and uh, some who who take the side of uh, the recipient of the slap. And a lot of people have have, um, piped up with theories about why it happened, what, um, what slappy had been going through or had gone through earlier. Um... 
dubious whether their takes are authoritative or not. But in the search for what I like to call too much effing perspective, I think one can do no better than uh, do like the police do and consult some fresh prints.